Welcome back to Married by Design. Do you have a life that is radiant? Do you have an excitement and exuberance about life that is evident to those around you? That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast for this week. We began this new series entitled The Radiant Life. We have suggested in the last episode that it is possible to live a life of radiance. That is a life of great excitement, exuberance, confidence, and joy. We looked at different verses throughout the Bible in which God enables and expects His followers to have a radiant life. This is not something that we have to force or struggle for. It's something that happens naturally as we walk with God. One of the key verses that we looked at last week is in Psalm 34, verse 5. Those who look to Him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. It's interesting, there's a cross-reference verse in Isaiah 60, verse 5. There the Lord is speaking to Israel about their future. It says there, Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exalt. We're looking at the idea that we become radiant when we look to the Lord. In that verse in Isaiah, it's referring to Israel seeing the glory and all that God will do in their future. Understanding and seeing God's purpose and His person has a dramatic effect on our attitudes, our actions, and our radiance. In this episode, we want to primarily focus on that verse in Psalm 34. Let me read it again. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. David wrote that in the midst of challenges. He was going through difficulties and trials, and yet he understood that when he kept his eyes fixed on the Lord, it had a profound effect. He could have had his eyes on those challenges, but he chose to put his eyes on the Lord, and he knew that's what he needed to do. We want to look at some verses that point to this idea that the more that we have our eyes fixed on Jesus, the better off we will be, and the more radiant our lives will be. And then we're going to look at how to keep our eyes fixed on Him. Let me emphasize, though, that this has everything to do with your marriage relationship. You have the ability to encourage and remind and to direct your spouse to turn their eyes to the Lord and keep them focused on Him. You may need to take care of the kids to allow your spouse time to spend with the Lord. It is important to encourage each other to spend this time and not to be a distraction by suggesting other activities that would leave them lacking radiance. The end result of this radiance will be God's glory as people see that light in you and see the difference in your life. We mentioned last episode the verses in Exodus 34:29 and following. Moses had been face to face with the Lord. He had been there for 40 days and 40 nights without eating or drinking. The question is, what was the effect of this extended time that Moses had with the Lord? It says in verse 29 that when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony in his hands, as he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God. 
I just want to stop here for a minute and point out that the extended amount of time that Moses had with God, talking to God, and obviously listening to God as he received the Ten Commandments, had a profound effect on his countenance, his facial expression, and his face itself. For Moses, his face literally was radiant. I think it's important to underline that. In both the examples of David and Moses, here we see that extended time with God, focusing on him and him alone, developed a radiance on the face. Don't miss that. We live in a time that has so many demands and so many distractions that we can find it very easy to miss that extended time with the Lord that will develop that radiance on our face. We're not suggesting that your radiance would be a physical glow, but we are suggesting that focused and attentive time with the Lord will develop that excitement, exuberance, and glow in your face and in your life. We can find ourselves so downcast and drained because our time and energy are focused on activities and pursuits that will only pull us down and discourage us. And there's plenty of those activities around today. Moses had plenty of distractions that he faced in dealing with the nation of Israel. They were constantly disobedient and following after idols. Moses' leadership was challenged and he was constantly arguing with the Israelites and also pleading with God not to destroy them. He was discouraged at times and frustrated and sometimes at his wit's end. Have you ever felt like that? That's a time when you can become very discouraged and dull. What we tend to do is buckle down and try to work it out ourselves. And yet even as Moses faced all these things, he spent that time with the Lord and he had a radiance. Notice also in verse 30 that the people of Israel saw that radiance and it had an effect on them. And in Moses' case, they were afraid to come near him. It was so different and so unusual that it scared them. Hopefully that won't be the case with you, but you will nevertheless have an effect on those around you. It should be attractive and winsome to live a radiant life. Christians need to and can be a light in this dark world. Also, it's important to see in verses uh, 34 to 36 that this was not a one-time thing, but a regular occurrence as far as Moses spending time with the Lord. Moses was in the habit of going up to be with the Lord, and the result was that his face was shining. I was reading in my quiet time in the Daily Bread recently a quote and a verse that I think relates to this. In Habakkuk 3, Uh, Verse 17 and 18, Habakkuk writes, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flocks be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Habakkuk turned his eyes away from the difficulties and the loss and the hardship back to the Lord. It had a profound effect on him in producing joy. The writer of that devotional added a quote from C.S. Lewis. He records, In perfect love with God, we find joy in him no more separable in the brightness a mirror receives from the brightness it sheds. Well, I take that to mean that our love and our devotion to God will result in us receiving a brightness from the Lord and also reflecting that same brightness. And that's what David and Moses both experienced. The Apostle Paul touches on this in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. 
If you look back in verse 7, Paul notes the covenant that Moses understood from the Lord for the nation of Israel. He said that even that had such a glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which is being brought to an end. But Paul also says in verse 8, Will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? Paul is pointing out that the impact of this new covenant that we're under because of Jesus Christ and his death will have much more glory. That's why Paul says in verse 18, We all with unveiled face are beholding the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is a spirit. We are going to look at the work of the Spirit in creating a radiant life, but it's important to see that this beholding the glory of the Lord causes us to be transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Now, I'm not suggesting that this only has to do with the radiant face, this verse, but the suggestion we're making is that it should have an effect on our countenance giving us a glow and an excitement and exuberance because of all that we have in Jesus Christ. Not just what we have in Jesus Christ, but because we have Jesus Christ and we can behold him and enjoy him. These verses point out the need for you to fix your eyes on Jesus, to turn your eyes toward Jesus and look full into his wonderful face, as the song says. The result of that gaze into the face of Jesus is that everything about your life, including your attitudes and your countenance, will be changed. This is not just positive thinking. This is understanding that as children of God, we have the opportunity to look fully into the face of Christ and to love Him more. The result is that we will be changed in every area of our life. Well, we want to get to the how, too, of looking at the face of Jesus. It's not something that we're really accustomed to. We live with such a short attention span and are so distracted. We've already looked at the idea of developing intimacy with our spouse and pointed out that it takes significant amount of time, undistracted time. And as you devote that time to your spouse, you will have the joy of developing that relationship and the effect it has on your own life. But most couples are not used to that. They're not used to really spending that significant amount of focused time together. It takes sacrifice and energy and commitment to develop that relationship with your spouse. And the same thing is true in our relationship with Jesus Christ. It's going to take sacrifice and turning off the phone, the TV, and putting aside the distractions and disciplining your time and your mind to really begin to gaze into his face and develop that relationship with him. That time that you have with the Lord is not something that you should do just out of obligation or some sense of duty, but because you really want to know Jesus Christ. It's going to take setting aside a significant amount of time, as Moses did up on the mountain. There's no way around it. You can have a radiant life, but it takes that time with the Lord. Let me give you a couple illustrations of what I think that this means. We used to have a jacuzzi in our backyard some years ago. I remember in the dead of winter being able to go out to that jacuzzi that was set to 102 degrees. It was so cold outside and so frigid, but when I got into the hot water, it was so soothing and so relaxing. I didn't want to get out. It was warming to the bones and refreshing to the body. 
I wanted to stay in there for a long time and just enjoy. Uh, that, I think, is a good picture of what Moses and David enjoyed. The time with the Lord may include reading, praying, waiting on the Lord, and praising Him, and just relaxing and enjoying Him. Another picture is putting ribs in a crock pot for eight hours. That extended period of time does so much to make those ribs so wonderful. They almost fall off the bone. That's not something you see when you throw the ribs on the barbecue for a short burn. It takes time. So here's what we're suggesting. That you set aside a block of time a couple times a week to go into a prayer closet or somewhere where there are no distractions and just spend time with the Lord looking to Him. As I said, you may need to carve out time for your spouse so that they can do that, including taking care of the kids. If you work on the schedule together, you can have that time and purposely set aside all the other things that you could be doing. Expect to meet with Him. Maybe you have to move past the idea that your time and the Word and prayer is just something that you do out of habit and you just try to get some time in. We're going to look at the Word and prayer as part of developing a radiant life, but those things are included in this idea of looking to Jesus. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to set aside that time with the Lord. Well, let me pray. Father, I just lift up each heart that is listening to this. God, that we would see how wonderful and how glorious you are. And that just out of a sense of, not out of a sense of habit, but out of a sense of a desire to see you, that we would take the time, Lord, and seek your face in prayer and reading and meditating and and writing and all the things that will draw us near to you. And that as a result, that we would begin to live a more radiant life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast this week. We hope that you and your spouse will begin to encourage each other to have this time with the Lord. There may also be times when you have some of that time together as a couple with Him. The result is that I think that you will find that you will become more radiant and more of a light around you. We encourage you to share this episode with somebody who may be in darkness right now and needs some encouragement. You can reach us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Next week on our podcast, we will begin to look at the idea of the radiant life and the Word of God and the power of the Word of God to encourage us to live a radiant life. That's what we'll be looking at next week on Married by Design. 